Here we go again. Yeah. The reel is back. The vill is back. Woo. Yeah. That felt good. I bet it did. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Knee on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. John and Brandon. Ooh, I like it. The quickies. Yeah. Well, today's episode, we're going to take a look and recap this past weekend's UFC fight night, which was headlined by Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikadze. We'll preview this coming Saturday's fight night, which features Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. We will also talk a little Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley and run you through all the news and happenings from this past week. But first, boys, on a scale of you really missed me to... We really missed you. Never leave again. How much did you miss me? Yeah. Never do that to us again. That's what I feel like the vibes were. Mm. I don't know. Like, I liked it and I didn't like it. Nah, you didn't like it. <laughs> it was too much pressure on you. Well, no, no. That, that's true. That's true. There was sweating. a lot of pressure. There was a lot of responsibility. But I didn't have to deal with like the asinine comments about like John Jones being good and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of nice. Gotcha. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, no, I... Uh, I prefer to operate on a system of just kind of go off the leash and come back into the into the yard when you're needed. So you just you just operate off. Hey, we're just gonna hit record and wing it. No, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at too. <laughs> I really prefer that. Yeah. But you know it. Um, and I was telling him it's it's kind of cool just to see you know what everybody does and get an appreciation for it. So I definitely appreciate your if, attention to detail. If you guys were going to rate your performance for the past two weeks on a scale of one to 10, what would you give yourselves mm. on an average, like between the two <laughs> episodes? Cause the first episode I'm giving myself a good four. Uh, second episode. I feel like I did a lot better. Okay. Brandon, your personal performance. <sighs> oh me. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like I'm the same vanilla guy every okay. time, so I don't think much changed for me. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I don't really count audio technical issues as a performance thing. Well, yeah. here's the thing too. I went from being like the electric guitar, do a couple solos, but for the most part, keep the melody <laughs> to lead singer. You had to memorize the words, right? So <laughs> it's a little bit different for me. I was like, oh wait, it's not just solos. Like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do the intro and stuff. Like, come on, that's one of the first things he said, dude. You're doing the intro, right? <laughs> You don't want me doing it. Come on. What's up, guys? Uh, well, the welcome fir- back. The first episode was rough. Right. Uh, I listened to it on my way to the airport in the car, and within about the first 30 seconds, I looked yeah. at Ash, and I said, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. And uh, she was like, you're being so critical. And I let her listen to, like, the first two minutes of a regular pod, and she's like, okay, I kind of see it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little different. <laughs> and, uh, Just, like, keep people on their toes. Yeah, the second pod was was definitely a little better. Uh, definitely lacked some of the detail. I get I get what you're saying. Um but I'm just grateful. I'm glad you guys got some. You guys did more than I thought. I right. didn't even think there would be two episodes. So, so, so we ex- and we talked about MMA. Yeah, yeah. You talked lot. about MMA. That was good. Um, yeah, I was just appreciative that I was able to uh, take two weeks to myself and mm-hmm. there you go. enjoy my life, and that you guys held the fort down. So I want to thank you guys yeah, for for getting us through it. And um, I know that maybe some of the listeners might not have appreciated it, but. Daddy's back, so yeah. don't worry about it. We ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, I'm so freaking charged and rejuiced. Ooh, I thought you was about to let it go. No, no, no. I ain't forgot. But I'm so ready for what's next, and we got some big things coming up, and I'm right. super, super excited for us. I'm glad Levi's listening again. Levi's, yeah, man. 
he told us he wasn't <laughs> listening until Nate came back. Yeah, so. I, I went wow. to yeah, I, we fist bumped and started a roll, and he was like, as soon as so we're starting, he's like, wait, you're back this week on the pod, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I can start listening again. Oh wow! <laughs> so, hey, okay. I appreciate the honesty though. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm really appreciative of it. Like I said, it was it was a nice two weeks. I am a married man now. I had an amazing um, honeymoon, nice. and. Yeah, man, I'm just ready. I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. You know what's funny is when we were at jujitsu, you were talking to Keegan. You said, "Yeah, I'm my wife," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's so weird." This dude's married. I, uh, <laughs> I keep, dude. I keep calling her like my uh, fiance. I still keep saying that, uh-huh. and I just have to like correct it real quick. And uh, yeah, it sounds so weird to say wife. Maybe right? you just need to be like, me- "Hey, Mrs. Vent." Yeah, you know, Mrs. Vent's coming over. Who's <laughs> that? Know. Yeah, wife. if anybody ever heard the like nicknames I called Ash, they'd probably like. Tell her get out of yeah. this marriage. Now. Report you, you <laughs> take you on, yeah. take you on Steve Wilkos. Yeah, yeah it's uh, we have a very interesting relationship. So, but, um, no. well, boys, uh, let's just kind of get into it. Um, so, one thing me and John were talking about this week is we're so I'm I'm personally so into these milk crate challenges. Mm, yeah, I don't know if you've seen them. Have you seen many of them? I didn't know what they were until you sent that message. Okay, so. I'm having a bunch of fun watching him. So me and John were talking and he was like, well, what, what would be your top four people? Cause some people in Kokomo did it right yeah. in our hometown. And it was hysterical. Well, here's the thing, hysterical, <laughs> but they were way better at falling than every dude, other one I've ever watched. Dude. People knew how to jump off and roll. When you watch these people are just like, they forget how to use their body. Dude, what about Kendrick? <laughs> just like walked up and walked yeah. down. Like it was a bridge, <laughs> like no problems. Who did oh, that? A kid we went to school with oh, okay. Kendrick. Um, yeah. Shout out to Kendrick. Um, but yeah, so we started talking and we were like, what would be your top four in MMA to do it? So we want to do, I feel, feel like it'd be fun just to start the pod, get us going back with something fun. So this can be anybody in MMA. It can be a fighter, it can be a coach, a journalist, commentator, whoever. Top four, we're going to start with Brandon to do the milk crate challenge that you would want to see. Okay, so you want all four now. All four now. Okay, so Go. my first one, Errol Hawani. Yeah, I just I just feel like he he, would be he almost made mine. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good one. Maybe um, if he did it while he was doing the the boxing thing with the the ball, the, the Oculus. Yeah. Did you guys see the Logan Paul stuff when he was like interviewing and Logan Paul was like telling a guy like, "Come up, come on, <laughs> come on, come on stage," and like Ariel was like, "Oh God, oh yeah, God. <laughs> like, yeah." Okay, my next one because I have him in there, I have to throw him in DC. Yeah, like DC mm. has to be there because he's just awkward and kind of athletic. Um, the next one just because I don't know how he would react, but like people like to kind of prank him is Habib. Like, mm. I don't know if you guys have seen where he's in the restaurants and the waiters oh, are, yeah. like, acting like they're going to drop stuff on him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like he'd be a fun one to see up there. And then the last one was a tough one. So, I, I was kind of back and forth because part of me just would love to see Connor fall and bust his face. <laughs> so, I wanted to have him up there just <laughs> for that reason. He's a little fragile. We don't <laughs> yeah. need any more falls. Yeah. Also, he did play touch butt in the park, so he might know how to Oh, dude. He probably would do it, he'd probably do it on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> you think he would be really good at it? Yeah. yeah, that balance, dude. Well, if you see it, the people who are killing it are the people who have like that core strength so yeah. they can stay balanced and they're not, their legs are strong. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. So, yeah, so it was, it was a toss up between Connor and then uh, I just feel like Izzy would do it, but I think he would have flair. Oh, he'd do I think it he'd do a cartwheel yeah. up it. So like, he, he yeah. would be a fun one to watch because yeah. he'd probably like do something really cool. Probably like so. stand on the top the top of it, just do like a quick gainer and keep going back <laughs> down. <laughs> right back on it. Yeah. All right, John, what's your four? Go. Okay. First one, Big Nog. Okay. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. My first one was going to be Bigfoot Silva, but I feel yeah. like as he fell, his hand would touch the ground before he, because he's so big. Yeah. It wouldn't be as fun, but Big Nog, I feel like, I, I don't know. And as long as Chael's like the one who's commentating him going up <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, uh. Number two, Ray Longo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Easy. In the jeans. <laughs> just yelling. Matt Sarah's yelling at him the whole time while Punch he's trying to get up. Hold on his Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, number three, Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> yeah. Because Steve Mazzagatti. It was Keith Peterson, but I feel uh, like he's got the drunk stumble, so he probably survived. But Steve right. Mazzagatti. And then, once again, Dana White's the one commentating that one because he hates him. Yeah. Look at this prick. <laughs> and the last one is... Mike Perry's first girlfriend, Cornerman. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, what was her name? She's like an Instagram model now. Yeah, yeah. but equally with Mike Perry doing the commentary. So. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so my first one is Derek Lewis off oh, top. Okay. Uh, I just think that would be hilarious. My second one was DC, so I'm going to switch because Brandon said DC. I'm going to go Hasbula. I should have put that in originally, but with DC, I was like, you're going to get the commentary with that too, where he's just going to be like talking the whole time because when he just speaks, I laugh. Come on, guys. Um, my number three, funny enough, was Matt Sarah. Nice. Uh, so the other the other half of the Sarah Longo. I thought you were going to go Longo, so I, I was like, oh, we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I think once again, the commentary, like, this is crazy. And like all the stuff he does on the Dana White looking for a Dean fight. Dean Thomas is the one on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dean Thomas, would he does everything. And my last one is a bit of a wild card. Mm. Um, somebody a little bit newer to the MMA scene, especially like the MMA media, and that is our very own John Wheeler. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I want you to hear me out on this. I mean, I am a media player. I, I want you to MMA, hear, so. yes, I want you to hear me out on this. So we just recently hit 25 star ratings on our iTunes. And we've been talking about we've got to go next. We got to go bigger. We need right. something new. I'm challenging you if we can hit 45 star reviews that you do the milk crate challenge. <laughs> I don't know if my insurance is good enough for that, man. Hey, hey, all I'm saying is 40. Mm. That's doubling what we're at now. You can do it at the gym. I'm sure Jacob would let us use mm. Gaha mats. <laughs> I don't think that helps, though. Like, <laughs> it probably is going to make it worse. That's what I'm saying. It's going to remove a little stability. <laughs> Here's, and this funny is like, as we were talking about this, I was like, I wanted to ask you guys realistically. If there's five levels and you go down four, three, two, one, how many levels do you think you're getting up easy? Two. Oh, yeah, dude. My, my <laughs> the worst balance. I, I say by by the third, I'm like standing on it like I'm about to just jump off. <laughs> Have you seen the one? This is like one of my favorites where like the really massive big girl gets on it. And she puts like, she stands on the bottom one and puts her next foot and starts like shaking. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, that would be me though. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's why me. I can't commit to that only because uh, I'm 100% breaking my collarbone. The people that attempt it, I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah, like no, you don't look no. athletic. You don't like, uh, what do you like? It's just the best thing ever. Uh, well, that's what always kills me with the people. People who like on my Facebook locally are like, dude, I think I, I know I could do it. Yeah, you're like, mm, mm. chill. I've never seen <laughs> you even like do anything athletic <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, but yeah, man, I'm telling you, I think if we get 40 stars, five stars, here's the thing. I mean, it's probably going to take us a little bit. So you got some time. You can no, prep. No, because you're going to go to work and just find people with iPhones. <laughs> like, hey, let me see something. <laughs> I want to check the weather app. <laughs> start calling. Five, five, five. Start calling family members. You're going to go to T-Mobile. <laughs> hey, is, is that the new iPhone Max? Uh, real quick. Um I don't know. I feel like I've put it out there now, and the people that are listening are just going to be like, yes, please. Yeah, because they want to see me like break my neck. And you die. know Jacob's going to be all over it. Dude, nobody's right. gotten hurt. I mean, people have gotten hurt. Well, no, no, well, no, 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 no. Nobody's no, gotten no. in the hot. Like, nobody's broke their neck. How we know of. About say, well, Derek would, Lewis didn't put he's okay on that one that he posted. Oh, the one where the guy hit his face? But yeah. he was all right. I mean, he was he was okay. He was moving around. Listen, I can't even <laughs> fall in jujitsu and be okay. Dude, I just feel like, I feel like, if what, I get what if a we, foot off the ground? What if the height of it, whatever the height that they're doing, what if we like half it? I, I I just told you at three I'm probably just jumping off the side. Yeah, but like, even at <laughs> nope. 
But even at half, I feel like even at the top, you fall and it's not going to be that bad. No, it is though. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be kind of. I mean, it's kind of messed up. Like you know, I'm going to die just, or possibly break a limb. Just tuck and roll. No, I don't. I'm not good at falling. That's why I don't like wrestling practice. Just think about it. I mean, it'll be thought about. Okay. But <laughs> I think I think we can do it. I think you can do it. I be, I believe no. in you. We'll do you feel better, real quick? Do you feel better about getting over those crates or those? Remember those like domed monkey bars? At oh, the parks? dude, those were, dude, jungle gyms back when we were kids were literal death traps. Yeah, I mean, you remember those? What ones? It's like a big dome of monkey, monkey bars. bars. Like, what are you supposed at to do at the parks and oh, stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you can get all the way over that easier than the crates? Okay, here's the thing. I actually tried that somewhat recently. We were at a family <laughs> reunion like a year go, ago, and I was like, I yeah. can do that. Like, I used to do that when I was a kid, so I climbed up about to the very tippy top, and I got stuck. Like, yeah. you know that girl you said her leg was shaking? Yeah. I started doing that at the top of these monkey boards. So did you try to, like, slide in and land in the middle, or did you have to, like, backtrack slow? No, I just, yeah. Just, legs were shaking. Yeah, I just jumped through and dropped down. Like, there was no going over. I like yeah. it. Well, per usual... We do ask, because we got to get to these 40 stars, we do ask, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please follow or subscribe. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, click those five stars, write us a review, follow us on IG, at Neon Belly Podcast. One day, we will actually utilize our Twitter. And speaking of, real quick, worth noting, we well, Brandon's not. We are filming. <laughs> Brandon just turned his camera off. We are filming this. Yeah. We're testing. Nobody will probably ever see this. Unless something cool comes out, we throw a little clip in the story. Unless something, something fun comes out of this, yeah, we may, we may. But we're just kind of testing the waters on this. Here, I'll turn my camera so we can get Brandon in case he does cry at some Hold point. Hold on, has he got a shirt on? Uh, yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, put it on. Okay. Just cool, 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 um, so I will cool, get Brandon cool, cool, in the cool. video. There he is. Um, so we are doing like a quick test film. So... Just like I said, we're All working you, on some things. Get it on YouTube. Get it on, we're on the way. We're getting there. We do have a YouTube, just nothing on it, obviously. Right. But the name's there. You know, right. the thoughts the, there. The account's there, so don't try to steal it. Boys, last night, <laughs> UFC fight night, our main event, Giga Chikadze defeating Edsa Barbosa via TKO punches in round three. And first of all, this fight, I said last night to you guys, as advertised. Yeah. Just a super high-level chess match of striking. Mm -hmm. um, both of these guys were, you know, not willing to give an inch to the other guy. Mm -hmm. The leg kicks from both sides, the checks. Oh, my gosh. Have you Dude. ever seen... I've n literally never seen somebody utilize that Muay Thai-style body kick uh, check that, that Edson, uh, Edson lifting that knee up. And it was perfect timing, too. It yeah. wasn't like it was like he knew the hip placement. Mm -hmm. You know, how, He knew that was coming to there every uh, time. The like. low calf kicks. I mean, you know, sometimes we get fights like that where it's like, oh, this is going to be a, t a technical striking match or both of these guys and the leg kicks, and then you never see it. And I mean, yeah. both of these guys were like, oh, heck no. I mean, the low calf kicks from mm -hmm. Edson and mm -hmm. Giga. I mean, both of And then uh, Giga. Checking low calf kicks. I mean, mm -hmm. he was he was checking them. I mean, he was turning that shin out. Saw him coming, um, and I mean, Giga won the first round. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought pretty soundly. It was it was a bit of a filling out process in the beginning, but won it. Second round, I feel like Edson came on really strong halfway through the round, enough to win the round. Actually, mm -hmm. personally, in my thought, and I, I thought agree. Edson. I thought by the end of the second, I think I even told you guys. I thought Giga was in some trouble. Mm -hmm. It looked like he was fading a little bit, and mm -hmm. Edson was kind of coming on. You see, he was getting confident. 
Edson looked dangerous the whole time. His boxing, you can tell. I know he's been working on it. You yeah. can tell his boxing's gotten along better, a lot better. But then that third round, I mean, Giga just came out. Um, I think it was a big knee that he landed to the body when he, he kind of stepped in. Um, which, speaking of, in the first round, a couple of those flying knees that he attempted, oh, that inches, first one yeah. was, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that would have sent Edson's skull to the roof. I yeah. mean, that thing was nasty. Um, but that knee to the body just really uh, set up that last little combo that really put, uh, put Edson in some trouble but what a performance for giga chikadze mm -hmm. what do you guys think is next because i feel like he is due a big big fight next yeah i think his call out was on point yes um which they've rescheduled max and yair correct i do not know i think they did if, if they did we would have said it on here but obviously we announced so many fights. All right yeah that's what i'm saying well we've probably announced that one twice it feels like yeah. um but outside of that i mean i think you do I mean, Edson was nine, he was eight, so you have to go court toward the top five. Like mm -hmm. some I mean, Korean Zombie just came off of a fight recently. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I mean there's a couple Dan Ige would be a good one. There's a couple good ones, but I think he's a fight away from a title. What do you think of what do you think of his performance overall as well? Well, his performance overall was really good. I that second round I was like I said, I was getting nervous because yeah. he looked tired. And I was kind of taken aback by the you you know you said it was karate strikes like where he blitzes in kind of blitz in yeah I, but just the way he had his hands low I mm -hmm. just was getting nervous he was gonna get caught with either a check left hook or something because Barbosa was swinging him yeah but anyway the performance overall was really good I mean he looked awesome <clears throat> technically and the submissions looked pretty good too when he got to the ground but um and then as far as what's next um so did he call out Max yes yeah. okay yeah I think I like that a lot honestly yeah. um because Max is kind of one of those guys too like who do you who do you give him. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of in a weird spot. Years a good one. We'll, I, we'll see if that comes to fruition. But he's fought Volk twice. Yeah. Um, he's fought Ortega, <laughs> beat him. So I just I like that matchup. And I think too, like I think with the exception now of Max Giga is the best striker in that division. Mm -hmm. And I say so. I still feel like Max is. I don't know. It's tough because Max is definitely a better boxer. But Giga's ability to kick and dude. The way that he throws those kicks, especially to the head and the body, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just, it's lightning. It's so fast. Yeah. And Max, Max doesn't really have that ability. He has the ability with the hands, the boxing for sure. Mm -hmm. But I say put him in there. Let's see who the best 145-pound striker is. And I think that's what that fight could tell us. Yeah. And I think for, you know, for, for the fight itself, and I said it last night, it's one of those things where both of them were one thing landing away from changing things. Yeah. And after that knee... Barbosa kind of stayed back in his hand. He kind of tried to settle and had his hands down, and Giga blitzed in and caught him with a good right, and then that's what started the stumble yeah. um, backwards. But I thought, you know, Edson took some of those body kicks really well. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of turned his body to where he's catching it more on the abs than over there by his liver. Right. Um, but for Giga, yeah, I think um, he showed – I thought that I thought that leg lock was going to get a little weird when he dropped Edson originally mm -hmm. and he started grabbing on it because yeah. he didn't really address it immediately. I feel like Giga reacted a lot worse to it than what it was. I think it you can tell his defense for that probably isn't like he just didn't know what to do. I think he just saw him on the leg and he was like, uh, yeah, that's what he, I was he, saying. It's, you could see him kind of stop and think for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think he realized he really didn't have any, you know, he was just, and, I mean, credit to Barbosa for just trying to stay in the fight, but I think he just knew, um, you know, he was just grabbing something mm -hmm. at that point. He just kind of whipped out of it. But, uh, yeah, you could see for a minute there, Giga was like, Oh, wait a minute. Well, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, Oh man, this is, yeah. Well, what was interesting is he just ended up defending it well. So he 
started pushing down on the foot and yeah. then trying to pull his foot out, which yeah. is what you want to do. But it was almost like it's almost like something that he knows how to do, but he doesn't train it very much. Right. So before the fight, maybe he repped it and he's like, wait, 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 what do I do? Oh yeah, right mm-hmm. here. I step out, push down. And yeah. And it was interesting too because he didn't look overly confident when he went for the ground and pound mm-hmm. like i think he much almost would have rather just stood it back up and kept hitting him to the ref stop yeah he it. went for a darce there for a minute and i felt like that was the wrong move um yeah. and, and i couldn't really tell you guys could kind of correct me but uh if you thought differently but i couldn't really tell because it was kind of at a weird angle but i feel like um he something looked weird with that darce attempt like i don't know if his aren't if he didn't set it up right or he just didn't really mm. see, to me he never really looked like he had it no um i'd have to watch it again but i remember thinking like man something doesn't look quite right with that but yeah i mean i thought even when he went for it i was like that's not the move man like just mm-hmm. keep going i mean edson was so done at that point um, yeah that it just you could tell it was just going to be a couple strikes yeah i think um i think giga's right there i mean Every fighter needs to have these prove it fights, and I think sure. that w- this was definitely his because I mean Barbosa, twenty six fights in, has fought the best of the best, beat some really good guys. So yeah, for sure. And in our co-main events, kind of, uh, if you wanted a uh, tough finale recap, this was not your podcast for it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, between us, we maybe watched seven or eight episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Brian Battle did defeat Gilbert Urbina in a what was a great fight. Talk Urbina. about Battle coming back. Yeah. Urbina looked really good in the first round, um, took the fight on, I think they said like ten, two weeks notice, 10-day yeah. notice, something like that. Um, so credit to him for coming out and looking good. But yeah, Brian Battle looks, uh, he looks a legit, legit player in that division. And then Ricky Turquios, is that how they said it? Yeah. Defeated Brady Highstand um, via split decision. Um, I, I really, I told you guys, I, I wasn't, I was working on the episode for today. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I just wasn't as invested in those fights. I, I was watching and I'm like, man, I told you guys after, I wish I would have paid more attention because that fight was such a war and I just really didn't give it its credit. I need to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, that Ricky, that's why I said it in the group is I've never seen somebody just try to win the whole fight the whole time yeah he wasn't accepting anything he was attacking off his back yeah i mean he in the pocket he was throwing shots he wasn't just trying to hold them like yeah he was definitely i want this contract i want to win you know between between those two fights and then there i guess i'll just say the earlier one that andre petrosky uh over michael gilmore it's interesting with those ultimate fighter fights you can just see the level of maybe experience isn't there and maybe it's adrenaline and just you Mm -hmm. know they want to win so bad but it's like every single one of those guys came out so hard and so fast that they all gassed you know everybody was getting tired Mm -hmm. and it's like you know you just you kind of and i'm just saying because we hear a lot you know like veteran performances or being a veteran in the sport and you learn so much as you grow Mm -hmm. and you can just kind of see from the ultimate fighter to some of these other fights on the card as these guys are more experienced and know how to kind of control that a little bit um um, but, you know, aside from all of that, I thought all the Ultimate Fighter guys came and showed up yeah. and, and put on some really, really solid Even fights. Even the guys that lost looked really that, um That high stand, I believe, the high one who trains with Chiesa, he looked really good. His wrestling did. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, it makes me want to go back and finish the episodes I didn't see. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, that Brian Battle used to be in a heavyweight and getting yeah. down to 85. Yeah. And then you still have uh, that Trenton. Oh, Treshawn Gore. Treshawn Gore, who, yeah. um, you know, the couple episodes that we did watch, I mean, they, and it sounds like he kind of continued that throughout yeah. the season and got injured. And, you know, so he's still very much somebody that I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing. Hopefully they set up. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him in that battle actually getting, because that's the fight that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Or that Petrosky. Yeah. You know, I mean, either he wants, way. Yeah. Somebody like that. Um, our next fight, 
Daniel Rodriguez defeating Kevin Lee, coming back up to 175 pounds, winning unanimous decision, 29-28, pretty much how all three of us saw it, you know, giving Lee that first round, and then D-Rod just came out, got behind his jab. That thing was like a piston, man. Yeah. Uh, just really just bludgeoned uh, Kevin Lee mm-hmm. with uh, nothing but dra- jabs. Brandon, what do you think about D-Rod defeating Kevin Lee? Um, well, he definitely looked bigger than Kevin Lee. That was sort of the first thing I yeah. noticed, and I was trying to figure out if that's because D-Rod's just a big welterweight mm-hmm. or if Kevin Lee just a, doesn't really fit into that weight class. And I still kind of, I guess, up in the air with that one, but definitely had the more crisp striking, especially the the boxing. I mean, Kevin mm-hmm. Lee just did not really have an answer for the jab, couldn't really get inside. Um, he, he looked good. You know, if it reminds me of Ben Askren in the sense that Ben Askren doesn't look imposing, yeah. but he was able to finish guys with wrestling, which is superior. This Rodriguez guy doesn't look super imposing to me. Like, he doesn't look very... You know, as just physically, yeah. but when you watch him box, you watch him fight. He just—it's—he's got some tools other guys aren't really using. John uh, D. Rod took this fight on two weeks' notice. Um, yeah. What do you think about his performance and and just coming in on a last minute and beating a guy with a name like Kevin Lee and where that's going to now propel him in the 175 pound division? I, I think it slides into you know I know he's not training there now. But because I think he switched for this camp. Yeah, I think they said he kind of travels. Yeah, it seems like moves but around a lot. He just re- reminded me of just a real tough Cerrone type of guy who's cutting in. He'll step in whenever. Yeah, he'll fight whoever. You got to beat me because I'm gonna come at you. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressive. And I think that's kind of what we talked about. You know, this week for him when we were talking about this fight is the pace. There's that willingness to win. You know, he mm-hmm. he he did lose that first round pretty convincingly. Uh, just didn't let it get to him and came out and just kind of got back to his jab. I mean, yeah. just getting behind that jab is so important. For I it. thought when I made my pick for Kevin Lee, I wanted Daniel to win, but I felt like Kevin Lee was going to use his wrestling. Right. And I mean, he did it in the first round. I was like, okay, well, this is probably what we're going to see is he's going to duck under a punch or something like that, but. Daniel's uh, takedown defense in the second and third yeah. round, those sprawls, really well. yeah, really good up against the cage. Like he, yeah. um, he's going to be a problem for a lot of these guys if they try to think they're going to get an easy fight. So, what do you guys think's next for Lee? So he's in a bit of a rough spot. Um, he's lost four of his last five. Now on a two fight, two in a row losing streak. Um, you have to think his next fight's very important to find a win for his UFC future. You don't want to go three and zero or zero and three, excuse me, in the UFC. I think he, I mean he hasn't really looked, you know, like I said, four out of his last five. Um, but I think if he's going to win, he has to get committed to 155 pounds. To me, personally, 170 didn't look like the division. Brandon, you said he looked extremely undersized. I thought so too. I think uh, Daniel Rodriguez is a more truer 170 yeah. uh, pound guy. Um, but just what do you guys think is next for him? Because I think he's in a really tough spot for his future within this promotion. He's got to find some endurance, man. Yeah. Like, I know he put on, like, he kind of built up to get to 70. And worth noting real quick, too, he was out for 17 months, I think, for an injury. Two knee injuries. Two knee injuries. So, he's been through a lot. Probably hasn't, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're talking two knee injuries and 17 months, that's not a lot of time to rehab and get yourself ready for a fight. But even still, I just don't think that division is right for him personally. Yeah, no, I think he's way too small. Um, But I do think 55 was a much better fit. I just... I don't know, hearing him talk in his interviews before, like he's talked, he's kind of one of those guys who's very open about how mentally draining the sport is and how losing yeah. can really take a toll. So I, I haven't seen, I know he put out a statement following the loss. I don't know if you guys saw um, it. I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm curious to know what he said because he's just one of those guys that I've kind of always, 
he seems like he's kind of up in the air whether or not he's going to really stick with fighting in general or if it's just kind of one of those things like it's time to bow out. Yeah, it definitely gives off some I'm about to go sign with bare knuckle vibes. <laughs> That's how it seems like the UFC's I, mean, I, I still going. think he's super talented and I think he has a lot to offer, but I think he's, I think I told you guys once again last night, I think he just has to do some serious soul searching, man. And like, you know, you it, it, this isn't, the sport has come so far that you can't just come in anymore and you can't be a part-time fighter. You know, you have to be all in. And I'm not saying he doesn't train hard. I mean, yeah. we're not there every day. Mm-hmm. We can just go off of what the product is in the cage. And like I said, You've lost four of your last five. You know, you're, you're now 0 and 2. You know, you've yeah. lost your last two in a row. And it's not, and then you're kind of stuck between divisions now. Like, you mm-hmm. know, to me, I just think he's got a lot of thinking to do. I mean, he's got a great team behind him, obviously. Extreme Couture. Um, and then for Hasahabi, he still yeah. um, is with him. So he's got, he's got the right pieces to make it tools. happen. Yeah, I think he's just got to figure out what it is mm-hmm. for him. And like I said, for me personally, I'm not him, but. I don't think 170 is it because if you're not all respect to Daniel Rodriguez, who I think is super tough and he's going to he's he's going to win some good fights in this mm-hmm. division, some big fights. But if you're not beating guys like that in that division, it's just not the, yeah. you're not going to be Usman. I mean, you know, what yeah. I mean? He, he, he came out two days ago and said he was the number one threat to Usman. That's yeah. what's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> We saw nothing last <laughs> well, night that and, supported that. And that's what kind of makes you think that maybe this is between his ears type of thing. Right. right? It's, it's not because it, he has the wrestling. He, you know, he has good power, mm-hmm. you know, he has the confidence of it. Well, on the outside, at least it comes off that he has the confidence saying stuff like that. But, you know, Rodriguez reminds me of like a Neil Magny where it's like he's going to – he'll fight a hundred times a year. Yeah. He's going to bring it in your face. And if you don't find a way to beat him, he's going to, you know, run through you. And I think um, I think that Sean Brady would have been a better fight for Kevin Lee at this point just because I just think that that Daniel just has too much of a, a strong will for somebody like that because Kevin Lee doesn't really have that same – type of will it seems like he broke in this fight and you've seen it in some of the other fights so definitely think he needs to do some soul searching yeah also gerald mershart defeating mahmoud mahmoud miradov via submission rear naked choke in round two had to throw this fight in there just because he was getting tagged up the whole i mean talk about a guy that i mean Really needs to work on his striking, uh, his yeah. m- more his striking defense. Because to be fair, he was in both rounds landing some big shots on uh, Miradov, um, but needs to get some head movement, work on his defense a little mm-hmm. bit. But man, just so dominant on the ground. What they say, twenty two professional wins by submission or something, twenty seven, something, something like crazy. that. He's got twenty two and he's got twenty six wins total. Yeah. So so most of his most of his wins his wins are by submission. Right, yeah, just a just an absolute. I think Brandon's comments on the crack me. He's looking real amateurish because that's he that was, is how he was. was. Yeah, I mean his striking did. Look, I mean the way he. I mean there was just no head movement. I mean he was just kind of winging them. Like I said, he to be fair, he was landing some big shots, but you know to just find a way to win, man. This guy just kind of keeps doing that. I think that's two in a row now for him. I wasn't so. a fan of the no beard. He definitely yeah, looked like a, beard a serial killer. But. Shout out to GM3, man. Also had to bring up Abdul Razak Al-Hassan defeating Alessio DeKirico via knockout head kick in round one. Holy cow. And how about the timing of Paul <laughs> yeah. Felder, you know, who doesn't skip leg day? Bow! <laughs> <laughs> Just like perfectly timed head kick on cue. Uh, boys, that was our fight night from last night. Anything that I missed or any other fights worth mentioning before we move on? I can't think so. The one you just mentioned was the one that was a kind of sleeper for me. So. Yeah. No, uh, the the only other one that I thought about was um, the guy who fought Stewart. Um, damn, I didn't what was see his it. name. He just he just had like another fight where he fought somebody who was I think maybe it was Eric Anders. Yeah, 
And oh. that was the guy he fought. He just kind of showed, like, pushed through. Like I didn't know they were on. I didn't even know they were on this card. No, no, no. He fought him before. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that was a good fight. But, yeah, no, this is another, you know, low-key, really good free fight night card that if you're, once again, if you're not yeah. watching, then you just stop. Agreed. Well, boys, we have a next fight this Saturday, September 4th on ESPN+. Plus. Huge main event, the middleweights, number five, Derek Brunson versus number seven, Darren Till. Brunson is coming in with his very impressive four-fight win streak, his most recent being the very one-sided domination of Kevin Holland. On the other side, you have the gorilla, Darren Till, returning to MMA action after about a year or so layoff, I think. Broke his collarbone, right? Yes, broke his collarbone. Uh, broke, dude, I can't talk. I'm a little rusty, boys. <laughs> uh, his last fight was a unanimous decision loss to Robert Whitaker in July of last year. Um, Till is one and three also in his last four. Really needs to find a win over the surging Derek Brunson. Boys, what are your thoughts on our main event? We'll start with Brandino. Well, I think it's just going to be a question of who can impose their game. Like Brunson's obviously going to come out there, I would hope, and he's probably going to try to wrestle, um, get it to the ground because that's how he's been having success lately. And Agreed. Then Till, you know, he's going to obviously try to stand and bang, try to strike, and I think he's got better striking than Brunson. Um I expect Till to have a game plan similar to when he fought Gastelum. He did a lot of clinching in that fight, stepping in and grabbing, pushing against the fence. So I kind of see some of that coming from him, too, to deal with the wrestling. True. Yeah, I. Um, this is a weird one for me because when you go back and look at both of their records, Till doesn't have a lot of, like, great wins. He's had some really good fights with people, but in his time in the UFC, he I don't know. It's he has a lot of potential, and I think that's what the UFC has kind of been banking on and hoping that he comes through with. But he doesn't have a lot like a big body of work where it's just like, yeah, this guy is the next. I think it's feel like it's mostly been on potential. And then on Brunson, his biggest win I would say is probably Machida, knocking out Machida is probably his biggest win, and he's had trouble. All his, you know, most of his losses are against you know the top the top guys. So I think this is a chance for both of them to kind of prove their worth in the division. And for Brunson, I think uh, I think he's going to have some vet in him. I think he's going to grind on him a little bit, get Till tired. And for Till, I think I don't think he, I think he needs to stay away from the clinch. I think he needs to stay keep that space, hit him, and, and stay away from him because of the wrestling too. So, yeah, I think I think for Brunson, I know you said Machida's his biggest win. I would. I still argue Kevin Holland. Um, I know maybe that win hasn't aged very well, but I think going into that fight, there was so much pressure for him to get a win. He was on this win streak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Holland was this young upcoming guy that kind of looked almost a little bit somewhat untouchable, mm -hmm. you know, and we really thought he was going to be, you know, went beat Brunson and a couple away from Izzy potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, for Till, I don't know. I don't know when the last time you guys watched it, but I went back this week and rewatched uh, him versus Whitaker. And I'll be honest, man, I was really impressed with Till in that fight. I haven't mm -hmm. watched it in a while. And uh, that fight was not that um, one-sided. One uh, yeah. Till was in that fight the whole time. Um, really frustrated. I felt like Whitaker a lot with his takedown defense. Uh, I thought Till looked really good in that fight, you know, defending takedowns from Whitaker, who um, not, I mean, he is a very good wrestler, maybe not at the level of Derek Brunson per se, but mm -hmm. still a very good wrestler with really crafty takedowns uh, for MMA uh, his own self um, So yeah I'm really excited For this fight I feel like I'd be A lot more confident For Till um, We'll get to our picks In a minute I'm not You know Gonna say mine now I will say I feel like I'd be A lot more confident If this fight happened Like three months After the Whitaker fight mm -hmm. You know That layoff's Gonna be really interesting Obviously He was due to fight Vittori back in March um, Broke the collarbone um, So you know 
the fact that they were willing to give him Vittori just a couple months ago tells you where the UFC really thinks about him. And I think a win over Brunson, and even for Brunson to beat Till, in my opinion, perfectly sets up winner to face Cannoneer to potentially be the number one contender for Izzy mm-hmm. next because, you know, obviously we know Izzy's going to fight Whitaker probably next. So, and maybe not because I don't think that fight's official, right? Well, not only that, you got to think, and we talked about this last week a little bit, but with COVID and the yeah. way that Australia and New Zealand handle that, yeah, might those, need to interim. those both might be sitting out for a while. Yeah. That's um, a good point. But, I, and I agree, I think... Um, with that, real quick, let me, let me kind of spin off that, get off topic for a minute. Do you guys think, with that right now, if you were an Izzy or if you were a coach of a Robert Whitaker or a coach of a uh, Leon Edwards or a Darren Till, would you guys maybe move to the U.S. right now? Up, I know that sounds yeah. a bit extreme, and I'm not saying we're better than anybody, but I'm just saying, like, given the UFC is an American organization, and Dana White's already said, I'm not going anywhere, we're not shutting down, this system's in play, it'll be, it'll stand mm-hmm. up for, against anything, and I believe him, I really do. Um, do you think it, and, and given the UFC PI, I mean, you could yeah. train there, um, do you think it would be in a lot of these fighters' best interests to move to the States? And, I mean, I know that sounds really extreme to say, you know, because a lot of these guys have families and yeah. lives. I mean, but yeah, you hear about, you know, the Dan Hooker thing where, you know, he's two months away from his family just between yeah. fights and quarantine. Yeah, like that. Is it? Is that even worth it? You know, like, is it just worth it just to move? Even if you're just, you know, find a spot temporarily. And yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's not our decision to make, but... No, I mean, I would say if you're somebody who needs the fight for the money wise like you need these fights because you got to support your family and stuff you probably do look at something like that i would think Mm -hmm. because of i mean i guess for for like the being in the uk like in england in that area if they do like fight island cards again or something you're a little bit better in proximity there right but when you like i said australia new zealand you, they get one case and they shut the whole country down right so yeah it's a lot Dude, bigger and there's of a like risk. there's like some crazy stuff going on in australia like i know we're we're going down the wormhole a little bit but <laughs> you know i'm just saying but like they're like you know um telling people to stay off the streets i mean it, it's like yeah. really serious over there and i don't know if you're just reading the tea leaves a little bit i think if i was a fighter um and, and we know fighter pay isn't great you know maybe if you're an izzy you can afford to sit in australia for right. a year or two but if you're a dan hooker or a young contender a patty pimblett a tom aspinall who we're about to talk about you know maybe it's in your best interest to just get over here and that way you're here and ready mm-hmm. to go and you don't have to worry about all this quarantining and stuff i don't know just a thought but in our main event we do have two two young young heavyweights looking to establish themselves as true contenders this Saturday as Tom Aspinall faces Sergey Spivak. Aspinall is a guy that we've been really, really high on right. um, since he's made his UFC debut. He is a perfect 3-0 in the UFC after his last victory over the legend Andre Arlovsky. He just played some really good wrestling with that blast double into mm-hmm. the uh, rear naked choke. That's a side we haven't really seen of him yet. Right. Um, but... Spivak is going to be no easy task. He is on a three-fight win streak, his most recent being his unanimous decision victory over Alexi Olenek. He's extremely well-rounded with 11 of his 13 wins being finishes, five by knockout, six by submission. Boys, thoughts on our co-main event? I think it's interesting that they somehow found another person named Sergi to replace another guy named Sergi. <laughs> What's the chances of that? Um, I, I think this is you know Aspinall's chance to really put himself into that top 10 with a good, you know, performance. But, you know, Sergey's fought better people than mm-hmm. Aspinall has. He's had, you know, that Alexi win is really good. He's had, he's faced some other, you know, experienced guys in his, 
You talking about Spivak? Yeah. Yeah, d- dude. I remember to me when I th- started looking at him as like a serious was when he beat Tuivasa. Yeah, subbed him, right? Yeah, I think so. And that was like just because I at that time I remember thinking like Tuivasa was kind of like this guy could be legit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a part of kind of his little downfall that he had to climb out of himself, Tuivasa. But yeah, dude, I did. He's Spivak's the man, and he's like I said, super well rounded. If Aspinall can't you know, either get a game plan where he's on the outside and keeps him off of him or doesn't mm-hmm. hurt him early. Spivak's going to be there the whole time, and he can get finishes late. So yeah. this will be – I mean, not to say that it's – because Spivak can give himself a good – probably get himself ranked with a win. He is ranked. He is ranked? I think they both are. Okay. But for Aspinall, I think this is, you know, your real big chance to show that you're you're ready for the big fight. You know what? He is – he is not. He was on the fighter rankings. He was, but I think this week they, like, took him out. Took off who? Uh, Spivak. Or oh. they just added him in, one of the two. Okay. Because when I was doing the episode, doing my notes, he was ranked. But when they announced it on the TV last night, he didn't have the ranking. Yeah, that's why I was So either they confused. just added him in or they just took him off. But, yeah. yeah. Why was Aspinall – why haven't we seen him since he fought Arlovsky? <laughs> I just think time. I mean, I don't think – that wasn't that long ago. It was only like a couple really? months ago. Why do I think it was longer? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I Wasn't think that long? It was this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think maybe I mean, we in, covered it, so. I guess we're coming into September now. Yeah, I but, think it yeah. was like in March or something like yeah. that, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, quarantining, timing, gotcha. all that stuff. Well, and then with heavyweights, you know, we talk about it all the time. You win two and you can be ranked number eight. So you yeah. don't want to play with some of your prospects because once they lose a couple, then it becomes harder to set them up down the road. In our Lossky fight, from, from what I remember, he looked pretty clean. Like he came out of oh, that yeah. fight pretty clean. So I, I was expecting a quick turnaround. He, but He's just, for his size, man, he's so fast. He's so athletic. Um, and he's, you know, he's not the biggest heavyweight, but I think uh, with that athleticism and speed, I think he can – as long as he continues to develop at the rate he is, I think he could be a problem. She might have him and gone. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just a crazy speed match. He trains with Till, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, they nice. all train at that same gym in Liverpool. Speaking of which, we got one more fight that we have to mention on this. The very first fight on the main card. Folks, do not miss this. Hmm. Do not miss it because one of the biggest UFC free agents in a while making his debut, Patty the Batty Pimlet will face Luigi Vendramini. Gotta see it. Definitely. This is one you gotta see. If nothing else, the entrance. The yeah. entrance, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I think... Uh, if he wins the post-fight. I'm not, I'm not gonna put pressure on this kid yet, but this has those feelings of when a young Conor McGregor came into the UFC and he was this hot young European free agent, you know, before he came in. Fought at Cage Warrior just like Patty. I don't know. I'm just saying. My only thing with Patty is he's lost both of his title fights that he's yeah, had. He's like, he's, yeah, he's like, he's on a two fight win streak, yeah. but he's like, yeah, he's like two or he's like four and three and he's or more, four and two in his last like six or yeah, something. He's like, like that. more personality, <laughs> you guys, Connor. You guys are building this guy up. <laughs> no, no, that's why I came through with the A. Hey, listen, it's, it's the mystique, man. It's yeah. just, it's the character, though. It's the personality. It's, yeah, yeah, he wasn't as dominant as Connor was in Cage Warriors. You're right. He's lost both of his. Uh, he did win the titles, but his I think both of his defenses he lost mm-hmm. um, for because he was there 45 and 55 pound. Con- um, Connor, 
uh, Patty. Oh, Patty, okay. Um, I think Connor was too. Um, but yeah, I mean, with but the pa- personality wise, I mean, the UFC always needs the entrances. If you, you know, have not seen, go to YouTube, type in Patty Pimblet entrance, but type in the entrance song and listen to that <laughs> banger. I don't know who, who yeah. what DJ over there in Liverpool hooked him up. It is <laughs> a, it is unfortunate because I know this card was eventually or was originally supposed to happen in, in Liverpool. London. Yeah, yeah, and then it didn't end up. They had to move it to Vegas, but yeah, yeah, because of the. COVID but if stuff. they could have done that, oh, there between Till bombs, and. and Patty, that would and have been, Aspinall, yeah, yeah. And Aspinall. But, just, but just that, that I mean, the entrances that he was doing over there, which we're all we're talking about his entrance, not his fighting. Uh, we'll get to that in just a sec. But all the entrances that he has done in small arenas, it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Those crowds, but on the fighting side, I personally feel like seeing him fight, watching some of his fights, I think he'd be better served committing himself more to that 145 pound division. I think 155 is so tough right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and um, that's a lot of pressure coming in. You know, being such a a highly sought after free agent, you know, such a big signing. He's really putting all his chips on the table um, and, and credit to him for it. But I still kind of was hoping he would commit to 45, but we'll see, man. I yeah. don't know. You put that target on yourself. Once you start looking like somebody who might make more money than another fighter, that's when they're all like, I'll take him. Yeah, for sure. You get like the old Grizzly vets. So this fight's at 55? Or 45. 55. Okay. Yeah. 55. So we're going to get into our picks. We are not going to pick for the Patty Pimblet because, of course, we're all picking the Patty Pimblet. <laughs> his, his entrance. Yeah. Yeah. His First en- round. His entrance is going to be, I mean, undefeated in the UFC. We yeah. can call that now. Uh, but no. So let's start out. We are going to pick. We have an update on our scoring because a young one, Brandon Dino Farino mm. Mourinho. Is surging right now. That's right. Moving up the litter board. Let's go. So starting with last place, we have Nate. Mm. Yep. With 51 points. uh, Not far behind because we have a tie for first place. That's how I'm calling it with me and John at 55 points. Back to back. First or uh, main event. Calling them three, all three points back mm-hmm. to back. That's right, Cannoneer, and then this one with Giga. So you guys are at. I'm at 51. You guys are at 55. So you're Ooh. only four away. Yeah, I got to get on it though, man. This yeah, I told him I'm, I'm almost getting tired of winning. So this is actually <laughs> feels a little bit better. It takes a little bit of pressure <laughs> off of me. So our main event: Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. Boy, this is a tough one. I've re- really struggled with this one because um, a part of me just feels like I would have. I don't know. It is tough. I, it's so tough, man, because I, I feel like, once again, like I said earlier, is if this fight happened three months after um, the Whitaker fight, it would be Till for me, no-brainer. However, Brunson's four in a row, um, you know, ever since he's made that move to Fortis, and I still just think his wrestling is going to be too much for Darren Till. Um, but Darren Till is just so good, man. His he's striking, gorilla, man. watching that. Watching that fight back, the only thing that worries me is he he kind of runs in a lot, and he, he runs into some big shots, and so which makes me believe if he's running into big shots, he could also run into some big takedowns. Um, yeah, man, I don't even know. I feel like I need to take a risk on this, so I'm just going to go Derek Brunson, unanimous decision. Mm, that's your big risk? Yeah, I mean, because I, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like Till, I mean, personally, like if I was going with, like my gut kind of tells me Till could catch him. Because I really think he can, but I just feel like the way Brunson has been controlling guys on the cage, and mm-hmm. I mean his wrestling just looks so good, and he's right. just been so dominant with it in these past four. I just feel like it's just the safer call right now. I'm thinking till first round KO. Yeah, I mean I could see it. I and I'm basing that on the way Izzy fought him. So I, I just have a feeling that Till is going to try to take a page out of that book, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Right. Um, I'm gonna call Till as well. I'm going to say, um, I'll say third round. 
knockout TKO. I think um, I think with Brunson, if you let him, I, I felt like Kevin Holland had openings all the way through that fight to land big strikes, and Brunson had to go to the wrestling. And I think Till's a little bit more of a dynamic striker than Holland, so I think there's a good chance he can. He's got better wrestling defense too. Yeah. See, I knew you guys would both go Till. That's why. Is that what happened? Yeah, I literally knew. Well, I here's the thing. Literally knew you both would go. Till. I think the doing the taking a risk thing is when you said decision. I think when you call out like second round sub, that's when you're being real risky. Yeah. Well, I just don't know if he can finish him. Yeah. I think Till's just Brunson. He's, he's you don't know Brunson can finish him. No. Yeah, I, I get that. Because I don't. I mean, maybe he could submit him. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but you know, Till's a big dude. I man. wonder what that uh that uh the odds are going to be for Till by sub. Mm, I don't know. He might be one of those plus, plus eleven hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy. Hey, Aspinall did it. Never yeah, know. that's true. Speaking of which, in our co-main event, Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak. Um, I, I don't know. Spivak's a big guy. Mm-hmm. I think Aspinall's going to have a harder time getting on the inside. That blast double gives me a little bit of hope that he's going to find a way. Um, Aspinall's been a first-round uh, finishing machine up until that fight um, earlier in the year against yeah. Arlovsky. Spivak's only been knocked out one time in his career, but I have no reason to believe that Tom Aspinall cannot finish him in the first round via KOTKO. That's my pick. I'm going to take Tom Aspinall. I'm trying to decide. I almost want to go submission again. I have a feeling he liked the way that felt against Arlovsky, but I don't know. I'm going to go. I'll go with. Okay. I'm going to go with Aspinall round two KOTKO. Hmm. I'm going to go my boy Sergi, boy. I think he's going to get a, a unanimous decision. Well, he's your boy, and you didn't even say his name right, so. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he's not He's not Italian. Sergi? Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> he's not uh, Latino. Sergi, that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> Sergi? That's even worse. <laughs> no, that's exactly how it's spelled, dude. Uh, as in Sergio? You no. Like shortening Sergio? <laughs> Sir. G-E-Y, Sergi, dude. There's no Y in his name. <laughs> yeah, there is, dude. It's at the end. Everybody knows that. Come on now. Jeez. Oh, gosh. All righty. We're back. I'm back. This is what I came back to. Jiminov. 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 Listen, you guys say names just as bad. No. Oh, yes, you do. You literally give up on names. Uh, so I'm blah, 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 blah. No. This dude does it like every other week. No. I have gotten so much better. I've literally been like writing like enunciations out. Nah, still isn't working. Go man. back and listen to the tape. I have. That's why I was like, wow, man, I don't feel as bad because this guy sucks. <laughs> There's no facts to support <laughs> oh, that. 100%. We're recording this episode on Sunday. August 29th, and tonight there's a huge, huge fight that goes down. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Um, I was talking to Brandon yesterday. I almost debated moving the episode back a day um, just because I feel like this is such a, a big, fun fight um, and the fact that it's happening on the day. So, like, anything we say tonight when this episode comes out tomorrow, uh, Monday, August 30th, <laughs> it's. I mean, right. we're going to either sound really stupid or really smart uh, when we could have just waited a day. But... Uh, any last predictions from you guys? You know, I really, I have no idea, man. This Jake Paul thing is so unique. Um, it's so wild. And it's so weird that if you would have asked me a year ago on this day, I would have said, dude, he would dust, Tyron Woodley would dust him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just found this way to make himself so convincing. Uh, I mean, and all of it's credit to him is work. I mean, he just worked his butt off to, mm-hmm. to get better at the sport of boxing. And I'm really excited for this fight tonight. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just have no idea who wins this. I can't even make a prediction. Um, I, I want Woodley to win. And Why? 
because I'm just a Woodley fan. Um, mm. But I really enjoyed this Jake Paul stuff, and I want it to keep going. So in that mm. sense, I would like to see Jake Paul win because mm. in the co-main event, you're going to see Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's younger brother, and I think if both of these guys come out of this winning, I think that's a great fight to make. Like That's an actual great fight against two young contending boxers. Jake sure. Paul mm. is a boxer. Mm-hmm. He's a professional boxer. Don't get it twisted. So, mm. Yeah, uh, I, I think... I feel like Paul's off them peds, dog. I think he's no. off them. He's, he's he's acting a little erratic, man. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about this. He's not even really like that bodied up, though. Like You're yeah. saying no, like he's not he's not taking them? Yeah, no way. I think he is. No. They're not drug testing for this fight. They're not? No. <laughs> nah, Woodley might be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Woodley just got back on them them ribs or something from St. Louis or something and put on some weight. Yeah, I saw you. He weighed in a little heavy. What was they both? 189 and a half. Oh, I yeah. thought he was like 190. No, Paul. Uh, Paul was 190. Okay. This is the heaviest Woodley's ever competed at. Yeah, so that's that's something to think about too, man. Yeah, it's it's just tough. I think uh, I think I was kind of telling you guys when we were talking to Nick about it the other day on IG is I just feel like personally. Um, we'll see, right? Because Woodley's going to, I think, I feel like Woodley's going to hit, he's going to catch Jake. And how Jake responds to that is going to tell us a lot. Uh, if he can recover, if he can get, you know, keep himself composed, I think he can really, it's going to be a long night for Woodley, I think. Because mm-hmm. Jake just has the more experienced boxing. I know Woodley, they said, used to box somewhat, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a long time. And, J- you know, Jake's younger, yeah, he's fresher. I, I feel like for me... I think that although he hasn't been boxing per se, his striking is boxing in MMA. He doesn't throw kicks. He's setting up his right hand and, you know, yeah. getting inside on people. So, and and I think that, you know, also for Woodley is he comes from with MMA is where, you know, you get hurt, you kind of cover up a little bit and you might throw some stuff back. I don't know necessarily if Paul's going to do that. So if I feel like if Woodley smells blood a little bit, I think he'll get him in a corner and it'll be a, a bad night for Paul. Paul's a lot taller, mm-hmm. so I saw him when he was standing next to him, and I just, did, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's I just tough. have no idea. I don't either, because mm-hmm. we don't know. We just don't know Jake Paul's durability mm-hmm. because yeah. he's just never really. That's what I'm saying. Like that first fight's the only one he's ever been hit in. Yeah, and I, I just hope at some point we just kind of can learn that because I think it'll make a lot of these easier moving forward yeah. to kind of really tell where he's at, um, whether Woodley wins or not. And I think win or lose. I actually think if Woodley wins, you know, I know he's saying, oh, big names are still waiting for me. My phone's going to ring, but I would argue that probably not. I mean, who, who, you know, if Jake Paul loses, his phone's going to be ringing Monday morning. Like, yeah. hey, you want to fight that? I mean, people aren't going to care. No. You know, now if you go win, lose like your next three, maybe people will be like, okay, yeah, we're, we're done with this. But one loss to a UFC world champion, I mean, it's. It's not gonna. I mean, he honestly really has nothing to lose. I think more pressures on Tyron Woodley tonight than on Jake Paul. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I think how you lose matters too. Like for sure. You look at Logan Paul and Floyd, right? Like the stories that he went the full mm-hmm. full, full eight or whatever it was with with Floyd. So Brendan Schaub, it's a dub. Mm. You won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also disappointing that life didn't allow us to go see this because it is just a state over. I know it's in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Is it in Cleveland or Cincinnati? Or, Mm. Or is it Akron? I don't remember exactly. Topeka? I think oh. it's, it's, didn't Stipe do the middle? Or was it Stipe who did like the breaking them up in the middle? I or didn't something? see. I thought I'd seen a tweet about that, but no, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I, tomorrow, yeah, you guys listening will know who's won, and we 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 won't know, but we will talk about it next week. I can promise yeah. you that. Let's jump into some news. <laughs> Boys, as we're sitting there last night watching UFC Fight Night, 
34, I think, the UFC decided to drop a bombshell on us. And hit that the, is... Hit the bomb button, dude. The, oh, no. There we go. And that is UFC 268 is now official. And they announced... Most of these fights we knew were official, um, but they did announce a new one, which is strawweight champion Rose Namajunas will run it back with former champ Zhang Wei Li. And real quick, I just want to run through this card because uh, it's just insane. I might have to pick eight fights on this. <laughs> Probably all seven of these. Um, this is November 6th, by the way, UFC 268. Main event, you have Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. Rose Nami Yunus versus Zhang Wei Li. Mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Sean Strickland versus Luke Rockhold. Jermaine Durandamine versus Irene Aldana. Ally Quinta versus Bobby Green. And Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Chito Vera. Jeez, man. What a card. Um, I'm really excited for this. And I'd like to call ourselves out and challenge ourselves a little bit because we have been talking so long about doing a watch along live stream. Mm. We this by November sixth, yeah. this has got to be if it's not I mean, not saying we can't do it sooner if we don't figure it out sooner, but right. if nothing else, we've got to figure out a watch along for yeah. this because I think this is such a big card. Um it's crazy all those are on the same. Yeah, we don't need... Well, we've also got suggested watch-alongs, and we don't need Sammy coming at you, too. Anymore. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done with that. Done with so. that <laughs> yeah, we're done. We, we definitely... Do, we've had a lot of people bring it up. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it'd be something fun. I mean, like we've talked about, I mean, we just sit on the couch and BS anyways, and right. we're just talking, so why not put hold some microphones like we're doing now and get other people in on the conversation as well? So, for sure. Um, also announced for UFC 267 just a week earlier, October 30th. He's back. Hamzat... Chapmanov. <laughs> Shemaev will face the always tough and always da- dangerous Li Zhilengong. Super excited for that. That's going to be a banger. Hamza has been out for a while. and um, The hype's kind of died, let's be honest. did die a little bit. I'll give you that. I would agree with that somewhat. Um, but, uh, man, he could get it right back with a big win over uh, Li Zhilengong. Um, and I also announced I'm going to bring this one up because I think there's some title implications on this, especially if she uh, one woman wins. Mackenzie Dern will face Marina Rodriguez. Mm. I do think if Dern wins, she's number one contender. Oh, yeah. At this point, the run she's been on. Yeah. I think that's a really important fight for the women's uh, 125-pound division. That's why I wanted to bring that one up specifically. Boys, before we move on, do we have anything else? Oh, I have I'm recording, oh, yeah. so I can't look at it. But um, oh, Overeem. It was the Overeem. Yeah, he's got a – was it – Yeah, K, K1, back in K1. Heavyweight title fight. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's he's name. He's their, their champion, obviously. Yeah. So it's he's jumping right back into the fire. There wasn't no warm-up fights. <laughs> yeah. here's, a, here's a title fight. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon, any news? New baby on the way? I started yoga. Whoa. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, boys, that's really it. We're kind of rounding third here. Um, I do want to ask you guys a question before we head out. I heard this this week, and I was like, I'm going to ask you guys. Does turning up the AC make the house hotter or cooler? Mm. You're both looking at me like <laughs> magical. You're Mr. Uh, psychology or whatever you like. Psychology. It's You're analytic. Philosophy. You're analytic, Sorry. man. Philosophy. Okay, so ask me the question one more time. Does turning up the AC... See, that's really why he said something, because he's not listening. Right. He's already thinking about lunch, probably what yeah. he's going to go eat after here. This is why you're not analytical. You don't understand what that means. <laughs> Does turning up the AC make the house hotter or cooler? Okay, if AC distributes cool air... He's already mm, overthinking it. I would assume that it means Okay, if you tell... If Abby tells you... You're cutting me off. Yes, because you're not listening. What do you if, mean? I'm if, answering the question. If Abby tells you, turn the AC up, are you making the house hotter or cooler? 
She wants the house to be cooler. Are you making the house hotter or cooler if she tells you to turn it up? Hopefully making it cooler. Okay. Well, why? Because if you're turning it up, it's going to get hotter. What? If you're turning the AC up, it's getting hotter. The temperature, the number. So if it's on 68, she said, hey, turn the AC up. You're going to turn it up to 75? Is this like a gotcha question? Yeah, you just got got, dog. No, you're just too dumb to figure it out. Let's be be honest. All right. Uh, Song of the week in honor of our boy Patty the Batty. I think it's got to be Basement Jacks. Where's your head at? You know that song? Okay. Did you uh did you enjoy our two picks while you were gone? Oh, what were they? Uh, I was the diplomats. I'm ready. Okay, that's a solid one. I was just a Dave Matthews song. I'm assuming you didn't like that. I don't. I just don't know Dave Matthews. I just yeah. had this conversation with Jacob. I've just never. He was very specific though. He did yeah. radio music sure. hall with so and so. I actually yeah. found it when I put it in the story. I was like, I don't know if yeah. it's gonna be on there. No, I love it. That's awesome. He needed that live. That live version, baby. I love it. Well, uh, before we go, on a really serious note, um, before we get to our one for the people, um, I do just want to send our thoughts and prayers with all of our men and women overseas right now, and primarily in Afghanistan. Um, Our country definitely isn't perfect, and it's definitely messy at times, but we still personally believe that we live in the best country on earth with the greatest military. Mm -hmm. So we thank you all, and we hope you make it home safely. John, before we go, what's your one for the people? Thoughts and prayers to the people in Louisiana right now, too. I don't even know what's going on. Man. There's a hurricane that they oh, think yes. might be bigger than Katrina. I saw that, man. Yeah. Heading down there. That's, you don't get more. Ugh, I, I couldn't even imagine. And I, I couldn't even imagine, like, when you look at people who, like, don't want to leave their homes, you're just like, why don't you get out of there? But also, yeah. you know, this is your home. You've lived here forever. All your stuff's here. Yeah. You might have insurance on it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, just, I couldn't even imagine that, so definitely. Any of our listeners around that area, stay safe. Very true. I don't even know how to follow this. Yeah, yeah good luck. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's a crazy world we live in, guys. Just uh, <laughs> pay, up. T- pay attention. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> don't, don't text That's and fun. drive. Uh, yeah, just be, be smart. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Well, my one for the people is Donda is here. That's As of true. today, we woke up and Donda is here. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Brandon, do you know what Donda is? No. Say, <laughs> say it a little louder. <laughs> so people can- no. What percentage of the population of America do you think he falls in of people who don't know what Donda is? I would say like, <laughs> well, you talking like an age bracket? Oh, no, no, just like percentage? a percentage. Like a t- 10% of America probably doesn't know and he's in that. Probably a little bit more. Um, no, we're not going to tell you what it is. That's for you to figure out. Yeah, but we do to Google. I will say this. Don't change though. Okay. Just don't change. Keep yeah. your heart pure. Pure as your white shirt you're wearing. Change your underwear, obviously, but we, we appreciate you guys <laughs> for listening. The quality's back. I hope everybody enjoyed that last hour. I know it was a rough two weeks. Don't worry about it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks, my co-host, for holding it down. Peace.